Hurricane season in the Atlantic Ocean began on June 1st, but in the 24-7 Sports Summer Top 25, it begins today. It's July 12th. My name is Connor Tapp, and you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. In 2017, the U was back, and the turnover chain arrived for the first time. As the calendar turns to 2018, the question now is whether the Miami Hurricanes can consolidate the gains they made during Mark Richt's third season and become perennial ACC title contenders. David Lake of Inside the U joins us now to preview Miami's 2018 season. David, last year Miami got a lot of monkeys off its back, beating FSU and winning the Coastal for the first time since joining the ACC. But ultimately, they do end the season on a three-game losing streak. What's the vibe coming off a season where the Canes reached such incredible heights, but nevertheless left off with a bitter taste in their mouths? Yeah, I think everyone's optimistic. Uh, you know, Miami did return a lot of its key players from last year. They they still do have questions on the defensive line, particularly at defensive tackle. But overall, you know, like you said, last year was a huge step. Yes, they did lose their last three games of the season. But the one loss that did really sting was Pittsburgh. Uh, Miami should have won that game. I think they were ranked number two in the country at that time. And, you know, that was kind of an inexcusable loss. And really, that's where the question marks surrounding quarterback Malik Rogier started. And, you know, really Miami's ceiling this year is going to be based on how much better Malik Rogier is as a player this year. David, given the limitations that we saw from Rogier at times last year, what degree of improvement can Miami fans realistically expect to see from him from one season to the next? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think he, he does need to improve with his accuracy. So that's, that's one area where we'll see if, if he can make improvements there. But I do think really the talent around him could be better. So that could also make Malik a more productive player. I think Amon Richards was, was really hurt, dinged up pretty much the whole season last year. And that's Miami's top receiver. He's, he's definitely a future NFL guy. And if he makes a fully healthy return this year, that'll help Malik. And then Jeff Thomas makes the jump from being a freshman to a sophomore. And he really impressed during spring football. And then Lawrence Cager is going to be their big physical receiver. And, and he's a guy who was coming off a knee injury last year, was kind of unsettled. Uh, but, during the spring, he did look good, and all indications are this summer that he's kind of taking that next step forward as well. So Miami does have to replace Braxton Berrios, but I think overall as a group, the skill talent is going to be a step up compared to last year. South Point Casino has set the over-under for Miami's regular season wins at 10. David, would you be inclined to take the over or the under at this point? Oof, see, I think 10 is the perfect number. Uh... I mean, I do think every single game on Miami's schedule, they will be favored, but that's just on paper, and it's really hard to predict an undefeated schedule. I guess I would take the over and, and count on like an 11-1, and one maybe type regular season. Um, but I, if I was to just bet what is their record going to be, I would probably lean more towards just 10-2-ish. and two-ish. Like I said, I think the schedule, the schedule is extremely favorable. 
if Miami were to make another run into late November where they're strongly in the mix for the college football playoff, uh, the kind of team that can get to the ACC championship game and maybe make a little bit of a better show of it than they did a year ago, what developments do you think will need to have taken place on the team in a positive direction in order for Miami to be that good? Yeah, so I think on offense, it comes down to Malik Rozier being a little better than he was last year. I think, too, there's concerns at offensive tackle. So if that, if the play at offensive tackle is, is good enough, then Miami's offense will be pretty productive. And then on defense, it really comes down to defensive tackle. That's kind of the only spot where they have legitimate questions. Um, they're looking for Gerald Willis, who's a fifth-year senior, to kind of finally live up to his five-star potential. Uh, so if, if he can do that, which we won't know until we see it, I guess, uh, then Miami's defense could be a top-ten defense in the country for sure. It seemed last year like lack of depth was one of the issues that slowed Miami down a little bit when they hit that stretch run at the end of the season. Entering Mark Rick's third year in the program now, do you think that's an issue he's been able to address a little bit through recruiting and we might see in some improvement there uh, as early as 2018? I do think they are recruiting better than the previous regime. And, you know, this is year three, so that recruiting is kind of going to show up through through the depth chart like you alluded to. And yeah, I mean, it's not, it's still not probably the type of depth that you would expect from a top 10 team. Uh, the starting talent is top 10 team good, but certainly if they do sustain some injuries at, at certain positions like offensive tackle, uh, I think injuries on the defensive line and then mainly those two spots. If they get, if they get injuries there, then things could, could fall apart quickly at those positions just because the depth isn't ideal yet at this point. Are there any players that whether it's because of ineffectiveness, injury, lack of opportunity, or maybe they're true freshmen who've just enrolled, who have not had an opportunity to shine to this point, for whom you think 2018 could be a breakout year? One guy who I'm excited to see this year is defensive end Jonathan Garvin, who was a true freshman last year, didn't really play that much just because it's hard to get on the field as a true freshman on the D-line, but he still did flash a lot of pass rushing ability and potential in those games against Virginia Tech and Notre Dame. He had, in each of those games, he had a strip sack uh, in those games, and he kind of carried that into the spring, uh, played really well as a pass rusher, and I think he could be a guy who leads the team in sacks by the end of the year. David Lake is publisher of Inside the U. You can find his work over at InsideTheU.com. Thanks, David. Thank you, Connor. The Morning Blitz is a daily podcast that gives you all the college football news you need in a tidy 10 to 15 minute package. You can subscribe to the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your podcast receptacle of choice. For each installment of the Summer Top 25, there is a companion article over on 247sports.com with additional commentary and analysis that you did not get on the podcast. Next up are the number nine Penn State Nittany Lions.